Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back. Number 61 of the Roses and Rhetoric Podcast. Joining me, as always, my charming co-host. Joseph Stanford. And behind us, as last time, a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. San Andreas, spreading the family values that our show has become renowned for. Um, do you remember... Do you remember the first time you heard about Grand Theft Auto when you were younger? Yeah, I think I must have been in like, I don't know, fifth grade, maybe. I just remember all my friends would play it. I was never allowed to have it or play it, but like my friends would just have sleepovers and always play it. So I don't think I played it until like seventh grade for the first time. Yeah, that was a game that um, I was pretty much allowed to play whatever video games I wanted. But I remember one time my uh, dad told me, he's like, you know, the reading about this game, Grand Theft Auto, and I really don't want you guys playing it. I thought to myself, well, we already own it. <laughs> so We already own it and have, and have beaten it. <laughs> yeah, I've already, I've already played it. I already own it. And I've already done all the bad things in it that you don't want us to be doing. So uh, it, is, uh, it is hard to be a parent the, in, the, in the age of the internet. That's what I've come to realize. Um, mm-hmm. There's really nothing... Nothing to be done about it. Um, you, you could be like Ben Shapiro. I was listening to a podcast with him yesterday, and he said that he uh, his kids aren't allowed to have internet until age 18. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I think even 18 seems a little young to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know if I should have internet. Like, look at what we're doing. We're doing this fucking thing. This, this isn't good for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the, the problem is... Like, I don't know, what, what worries you more thinking about young people? The access to any and all things related to genitalia or the ability to record yourself? <laughs> like, which, one, which one do you think is a, is a, worse, a worse thing for a kid to be faced with? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm not to think yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what's worse? Your your kid being explore uh, being exposed to the horrific world of hardcore underworld German pornography, or them having a record of them recording all their dumb ideas on the internet. What do you think is worse? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying because for us, like uh, the dumb re- ideas didn't get start getting recorded to the internet until like at least we were like a little bit older. Like the technology just wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we still have the impulse to record our dumb ideas, hence why we have the podcast. But, but I, but at least we have a little bit of sense about. It. I mean, does, did you remember how stupid you were when you were fourteen years old? <laughs> I think I remember. <laughs> I bring back the Facebook and take. Yeah, because I, I remember. I remember. This is I. I don't know what's in vogue these days for kids when they have profile pictures or not. But do you remember? Do you remember there was like maybe like a four four-year window, not four is too long, maybe like a two and a half year window where it was really popular. I think especially for boys to have your profile picture be not of you smiling, but of another gesture. It would kind of like. <laughs> okay. So for those listening, Jim's making a very, uh, a stone cold, non-expressive blase type look, I would say. Kind of like, kind of like this. Keep on describing for our version. Uh, he's uh, making the same look, but he's making a up and to the left gesture. Now he's looking down, eyebrows slightly raised. 
something like Puppy that. Eyes. I think there was probably around a two-year period where that was really in vogue. And if anybody wants to go on a mission and find my old MySpace page, I was doing that face. That's how I know it was in stock because I was too stupid to know what was in stock. No, I wasn't going to be leading any trend. I wasn't going to be the avant-garde of MySpace pictures. I was just doing whatever, whatever everyone else is doing. And I remember thinking um, in eighth grade football, we were told not to smile by other players. The coaches didn't give a shit, but the other players were like, don't smile in your picture. Don't, you know, you'll, you'll, look, you'll look stupid. Yeah, and you look soft to the other team. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, it really looks stupid in a picture when you're not smiling. That's when you really look fucking stupid is when you're just kind of an eighth grader being like <laughs> squinting. Yeah, the, that's the I squinting mean, flat smile emoji. Can you imagine how fucking unintimidating anybody in the eighth grade is? I mean, what a, what a stupid idea of like, let's look tough by looking like we're having a horrible time, which is basically what yeah. the model was. Well, I, along those lines, I remember for our high school looking through like the football catalog that has like all the players and like their heights and weights. And it's like every single person, they over exaggerated by at least three or four inches and about 30 to 40 pounds on their height and weight. And I think it was just to intimidate other teams that looked at it. Like, <laughs> right. the players In order to make you not feel like you're like a small weak pussy, which yeah, I was. And in many ways, yeah. I still am. <laughs> They didn't even submit their heights and weights. They just, I think the coaches just like kind of eyeballed them and said, okay, we're going to say that we're going to say this kid is uh, a yeah. five, six kid is actually five, 10, 280. Yeah. Something. This is your weight on Jupiter. <laughs> it's yeah. Basically, basically what they were telling you. How look, what? This is my weight. Well, I'm on planet. Do I weigh that much? You fucking idiot. You fucking. Yeah, you, it, it's your height with heels and your weight on Jupiter is what yeah, they were it's representing. With Height with Heels sounds like that could be a good podcast name. We just heard a new one. Joe and I, people wonder where the name comes from. Roses and rhetoric. Well, let me tell you where the name comes from. Nothing deep, nothing inspiring. Joe called me on the phone, asked for a name, and I like alliteration. And hence, Roses and Rhetoric. And I think Height with Heels could be a good like indie rock name. Height with Heels. Yeah, with or, heels. yeah a DJ name or like a producer or something. Yeah. You know what I finally realized after listening to, to a rap song over and over again? You know how sometimes there's like a word, like it'll be like, well, I, I was I, I was listening to Matt Miller, who I like, R.I.P. And he right. has a song with, I guess his beat maker name is Diplo or something. And I didn't know for the longest time, but the song began and it'd be like, Diplo. And I was like, what is that person saying? And I realized it's, it's the, the beat maker. They put their names in there sometimes. Yeah, a little signature. So I, I, if, you, if you're ever hearing random words and songs, it's someone's name. <laughs> but I didn't realize until literally like, you know, a month ago. Because yeah. I think about Height and Heels, I think that'd be a good DJ name. Yeah, oh, I think friend just died playing on the screen behind you. Yeah, that didn't look pretty. That, that looked... Uh, That's nice. That looked not so great. Really, really celebrating the sanctity of life here on the Roses Rhetoric podcast. <laughs> we celebrate <laughs> Roses and Rhetoric watching gta 4 yeah it was really a great game and i remember playing it in secret with my parents didn't want me to have it and then they bought it for me and um (laughs) (laughs) they bought it for you well i just remember i just remember really like the impossible task of being a parent and trying to know you know like my my parents would ask me oh what's this video game about i would just make things up like oh it's you know fighting it's fine you know worry about it well you just say it's a racing game yeah, it's a racing like game. You know, next thing you know, you're playing Resident Evil 4 and some guy's cutting you in half with a chainsaw or something. Mm. So, 
It was all. It was all. It was all good times, Joe. It was all good times. That was only probably the only good game on GameCube. But I I digress. No, I was um. I was sitting at in my room today in my in my study of sorts, and I was I was thinking about my New Year's resolutions. That's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Oh, okay. So, did you uh, get them? You got them all down? Yeah, I did. I made a list. Okay, I, I didn't twice. I thought we weren't doing New Year's resolutions till next week, but uh, we can go over yours. Well, I was thinking next week might be. You know, every time we do this. You know, I have less and less preparation for the show as my motivation slowly dies over. No, no, no. no. For people who are, who are really curious, the, the, the format of the show will, will be changing somewhat quickly. Where um, I'll probably go to a, to a every week, every other week appearance. And uh, we have a, another surprise that will probably wait a little bit longer to announce. But um, that'll be kind of be the evolution of, of the show. And um, I want to get back to writing, Joe. I, that's really, really what I want to get back to. You know, we used to, we used to be really good with our, with our writing segments or doing our writing homework, writing our essays, got a little away from it. And uh, that's, that's the reason I really want to go back to the every other week format is to get back in the habit of writing. And, um, you know, I was thinking about writing and I was going to ask you over the course of doing this podcast now for about a year, we, we, we've done writing for a good amount of it. Do you do you get a sense that your writing has improved from doing this? Uh, well, so that's a tough question because yes and no. I would say that yes, so yes and no. And we're moving on to the next question. Do you think your speaking has improved? <laughs> I would say that my writing has definitely improved, but not from my writing for uh, what appears on the website or what's been oh, submitted yeah. through the roses and rhetoric. Uh, mainly because like that's just a small fraction of what's been written um but yeah any repetition any continuous repetition of writing i think is going to make a difference for anyone in terms of writing thinking in terms of everything i think so as well and i i don't i don't know if i remember if i brought this up on the show or not but i was listening to a uh kind of a philosophy of teaching person and they were saying that you know they thought every class should have a writing component to it because writing forces you to put your ideas in some kind of coherent structure that writing shouldn't mm-hmm. be considered its own subject, but like every, every subject should it have writing in it in order to force students to kind of organize their thoughts around whatever it is that they're learning about. And that kind of makes sense because every subject has a textbook, which had to be written, which has to present information in a coherent, consistent format, you know, to teach whatever they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, you just died again. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing as well. And I was I was thinking about that. Um, about my writing. And I want to I want to get back to it because I thought I really had a good time doing that. And um, you know, that'll be that'll be a perk as we kind of yeah, and, progress with the new show format. And for writing, I think it's it's something hard to learn. Like you can obviously learn the grammar and I don't know, sentence structure and all that. But I think like good writing is pretty pretty subjective to be honest like i don't know if there's any real good objective way to do it like i mean obviously there's things like grammar and stuff like i mentioned that are important so that you can understand it but as long as it's understandable like i think there's a lot of uh liberty that the author has in terms of how they write um i know a lot of people say to make it simple but yeah i don't know i think it's just something that you get better at practice it's not really something being taught to you in other words it's something that you kind of have to refine on your own through practice yeah i mean i would say the biggest thing is um 
if you're writing something is always to be seeking feedback on it and make sure that, you know, cause I, I would say probably the, the highest praise a writer can receive is that they're, is that they're clear, you know, clarity is probably the highest praise I would think maybe if you're oh, a yeah. poet, it's the opposite, but anybody <laughs> writing for comprehension, I think is, uh, you know, if you can hand it to a stranger, they can read it and understand it. I think that's, that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think words like simple, it's like hard to really say what's simple in writing. I mean, is it the fewest number of words? Is it, I mean, cause I, you know, what if you use, is it better to use a bunch of small words or a few big words? I mean, it, it seems there's different, different paths right. to that, to that goal. And um, yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's definitely a skill to have and one that you probably improve over life. What are the, what are those skills from Scott Adams you can always be improving on like psychology, writing, like a few other ones. Oh, persuasion. Persuasion, obviously, but yeah. yeah, yeah, probably communication, which is really the same as writing. Yeah, and persuasion. So, so that'll be something I will probably start next week. But I'll, I'm I'm going to try to have a written piece for next week. I have a couple ideas on my the whiteboard that I turn around behind me before we record. I, I don't want to give away any spoilers for the, for the show. But the, the elusive working whiteboard. On, working on uh, like writing assignment, some homework. I like that. We'll get some. We'll get some 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 more writing for 2022. Also, speaking of which, doing the homework assignments. Oh god, uh, more homework. Nowadays, nowadays, they have these services, these online services that you can just pay them, and they'll write your paper, like twenty dollars a page or something. And they'll yeah, just write. Yeah, we tweeted that from David Bush or something on our Twitter. Uh, so killer, like I know one is like killerpapers.com. So maybe a killer paper. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not, a very, not a very inviting name for <laughs> maybe that'd be funny maybe we'll maybe i'll like contract out killer papers to write uh our next piece <laughs> right out yeah, next. i uh no i think i think what i what i read from david bush I, I don't remember what the whole thing was but somebody somebody sent a tweet out saying that you know a bunch of students I, i'm i'm paraphrasing i don't think i have it quite right but it'll get the point across either way it was like a bunch of students were found either having using those like writing services or like they had copied a paper or whatever it was. And I thought the, uh, the commentary from David Deutsch was interesting. He said, you know, isn't the real shame that we're forcing kids to write things they don't want to write about? Like, I mean, that, that, oh, right. that, that seems the bigger, the bigger sin here, you know, than kids cheating on homework is, you know, why are we giving kids these tasks that are, that are boring and they don't want to do and um, as always, I find David Deutsch insightful. And I thought that was interesting as well. I mean, basically, I think um, I think those writing services that they exist just further shows the game the, the gamification of you know basically you know school is just this thing that you kind of it's like this puzzle that you figure out like I'm really going to get through it and I can I can cheat and do this or that and you know it's I, I don't think we're really if, if, if school is just a thing that people get through, then I think obviously the mission of education is failing because the people don't want to be there and they're just, you know, doing yeah. whatever to get through the day. And I mean, I think, that's absolutely how I felt. You know, I yeah. just, it's just something to get through, right? Yeah, something to get through. It's a stepping stone. You're there because you have to. And, and I, I know I've mentioned this before on the show too, but I mean, David's approach to education is that it from from what i've read and from what i under, from what i understand about what he said about it is that um 
you know, it should be very voluntary. That kid should have much more say in what they're learning about, what they're, you know, what, what they're forced to learn should be very minimal. And there should just be more freedom in how kids are approach, approach things. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I wonder about that. I wonder if that would work. I mean, that certainly seems, certainly, certainly is how I would, I would like to think, you know, that there is, I, I think, I think people generally have a curiosity about things and about how the world works and about, you know, nature and everything else. I mean, I think that's fairly innate. I think most, someone, everyone has a curiosity about something. Yeah. About something like most, most kids are not, you know, show me the five-year-old who is just, you know, gassed out on life. They've popped open their diaper. They're kind of sitting there on their, on their recliner chair, you know, sipping a bottle. And, you know, I, I, show me that baby. I think, I think usually they're out, you know, trying to explore and get in trouble and, you know, figure things out. I don't, I don't know many, many kids that are just content to kind of, you know, sit on the porch and smoke a cigar and watch the days pass by. Maybe a few, but not many. And, and again, it's just like feeding into the system of all of this, this horrible system that we've all just kind of accepted of where you just, you're in school, you're supposed to pick a major at 18, which determines the rest of your life, like pick a career path. Uh, go down that career path, graduate with a bunch of student loans, pay it off, like be in the in the red essentially until like your 30s or 40s, and then finally start going into the positive range of money. And it's just, it's I think that it's a horrible system. It's just ruining things. Like college loans are the only loans that you can't default on, that you can't like declare bankruptcy and get out of. So you're on the hook, like no matter what. And we're just like forcing all these kids into it. And um, I'm glad I didn't fall victim to the student loan scam, but I know a lot of people that have, and I'm sure you do as well. But again, like, like you said, it really needs just someone to step back and look at the system as a whole. And like, I think it's time to like revamp it a little bit. And I think people are taking that seriously now that with COVID and yeah. with like school closures and everything, like I've just record amounts of people going the homeschool route. And other well, also, I would just say be not not thinking of education as a thing that has to happen at a particular place at a particular time, but online learning, online courses, you know, all that stuff I imagine is only more common now or more popular now or will become that way. And um yeah, I, I think. I think it's a shame, especially for young kids that, that they spend a lot of days. Like I just remember like even in grade school, just like being bored. Like, I just think that that's a shame that kids spend so much time being bored. It's like, my God, like, it's the one time in your life where you have no responsibility. And like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm being 48 hours a day. You know, I, I've spent countless hours, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, just fighting back sleep. That's yeah. what my college and high school experience was. Huh? Yeah. Of being awesome. Just trying not to fall asleep. Oh. Try not to try not to fall asleep, or like, or like, um, not hoping, to get it, like hoping it was a movie day. But that was like the big, like that, like going back to grade, like even in high school, honestly, movie days were great. But like, like what, like what, what's the best thing that can happen in today's subject that we don't get to it? <laughs> like that's the victory. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, what do you hope happens today when you're uh, when you're when you're in you know history class? That'd be watch a movie instead. Like wow, 
quite a, quite the, a failure, the movies weren't even that good back then like those low budget documentaries that we'd have to watch like they weren't oh, even that good yeah. get so excited over it like what why so what were we watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that, that is true i just remember the costumes always being outrageous and you know they were always dressed up in the renaissance period or something but but yeah and the, you know just think like you're you're waiting like you're hoping you're you're you're, you're hoping that you don't get to the material like that's what that's what your biggest hope for um doesn't doesn't bode well um, speaking of good or speaking of documentaries, uh, have you seen the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus yet? No, I have. Everyone's talking. Everyone, I've had multiple people tell it to me. I, I, I think people would or think I'm joking. Like I, I don't watch the news, so people call me like, "Oh, did you hear about this?" Like I, I haven't heard about that. But uh, my wife told me about it, and I think my brother did as well. And uh, I, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but my brother is, and at one point he bought all their albums and put it on our computer at home and it slowed it down to a snail's pace and i put them all on my ipod and i listened to it and you know now i i know i have a fair amount of knowledge about the beatles songs but what's the what's the what what makes this documentary different than the other ones uh well there's no narrator for it it's just so i i didn't pick up the whole backstory of it but it's something like they kind of like had broken up they were kind of washed out a little bit from their main famedom and like they hadn't done a live performance in like two years or something so they had some deal set up where they were going to all sit down in a room and then just make an album like make a 14 track album or so and then perform it live at the end and then the whole process of them recording it and uh, planning all this and like getting it all put together was going to be recorded by filmmakers so there's just like constantly like film being shot through the whole process and what the documentary is is it's that film of this just them sitting there like paul mccartney just playing the guitar like pulling these music and lyrics out of like thin air and just like playing it and they're just like coming up with some of like their best songs like let it be or like get back or like all these other just like famous famous songs and then there's all this like drama you know they're always like fighting and like bitching at each other like yoko ono's like on ominously just like standing in the corner in every scene Mm. and then uh it's good because it's it's like pretty unfiltered and you just like get to see like what they were like in real life and just like what this genius creative process that was so influential through so many decades like looks like like up front and it's like there's 196 hours of footage i think they like summed it down into three parts so it's only like it's three parts each one's like an hour and a half or two hours long man that's as many parts as the latest hobbit movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah are we all done with those but no it, it's real good especially if you know anything about music because uh i don't know it's like it's just like watching them make music and it's when like you pretty when you were younger and you would watch people play the guitar like rock stars and everything i just assumed that they weren't even playing notes that's how they're just banging around you know <laughs> like no playing notes thought. Like they're playing notes. Like that was a joke in the wonderful movie with uh, Lindsay Lohan and I forget the other person's name, Freaky Friday, where like she goes on stage and like, so the mom and daughter switch places. Oh, this Jamie Lee the, Now, to be clear, I'm not I'm talking about Freaky Friday and not the disturbing underground hardcore German porn that I was talking about earlier. And here the mom and daughter swap places and <clears throat> the mom's about to go on stage on her daughter's rock band 
they're like telling her like oh we're doing this new chord progression she's like you guys actually play notes like what the fuck are you talking about and i was just thought that that was you know they weren't even playing notes but they are yeah apparently there's like a lot of forethought like a lot of notes apparently don't go well with each other so you have to like plan them out space them out right and stuff that's that's uh god to, to, to do that and to think of lyrics yeah it's a uh, and to make it good like yeah to make it good lyrics but to make it good like super popular so it that that's why that's why it's <laughs> good to watch because it's just like some it's just amazing how they do it well, what was uh what so when what time in their career was this this was 1969, so they were all, like, late 20s. So what was the yeah. album that they were making called? I think it's the Let It Be album. Let It Be? Like one okay. later ones. It was after, like, Sgt. Pepper's, like, after all the the main bangers, if you will. Yeah. Well, my my brother and I, this is a true story. My brother and I, when we were growing up, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, he was a big Beatles fan. And uh, he also had an alarm clock and you could put a CD in the alarm clock and the alarm would play a song that you'd pick for it. Let me tell you something. If you want to ruin a song forever, wake up to it. Take care of that song real quick. If you're like, I like this song too much. How do I ruin that forever? Set it for your alarm. And then set that alarm very early. My brother and I had this stupid yellow Hummer uh, alarm clock that you would put a CD in yeah, we yeah, the one you probably saw like the JC Pennies buy the fucking Swiss yeah. Army knives and the old, you know, uh pajamas that are you know Batman pajamas or anything. That's where I got this this hammer clock from. And um we unknowing unknowing to us, we would put my brother put a Beatles album and song just was just to play it over the speaker of the Hummer because it was also just a, this would play music on it. was a it was a you know beatboxer they call us fucking things. Accidentally, he said the alarm. The paperback writer, which is a song by the Beatles. And to this day, when I hear that chord progression, I, I jump out of my fucking seat and I and I have a panic attack because I think I'm gonna be late for school. <laughs> so if you're like music, don't set it for your alarm. Oh, I I well, how does that song go? I've never heard that song before. Uh it's a song about a person who wants to write, be a paperback writer, which I'm, I'm assuming just is what it says is like paperback books or something. And um, it's a song about how he's going to go out and become, become a paperback writer. And it's, it's the Beatles had some weird songs like uh, I'm the Walrus and all that weird shit. Yeah. None of them makes had sense. Songs, yeah. It does that. It's the songs that basically don't make any sense at all. And then they had songs like this and you, and you're like, this, this is the same band the same band that was talking about being a walrus is also talking about being a, a, a novelist. It's the same people. Yeah, it's prolific. You know, like I range. think I'm being clever when I figure out a way to not have to mix or, or I, I think I'm being clever when I decide to risk washing my whites and colors in the same load of laundry. Like to me, that's my like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be creative. I, and I'm gonna ruin my white shirt. Yeah. That's me being. I, I just call them. I just call them grays. You know, I don't have a colored laundry, and I don't have yeah. a white. I just have grays. Yeah, no, me. The, the, the shirt is not nearly as white as it was when I put it in there. And yeah. uh, to me, that was being good. creative. Well, I says I have good, you know, lighting finally. But the Beatles, I thought, you know, we know would really be creative if we wrote songs about being novelists and about being walruses. 
and now and then, and then they, they became very famous yeah like i don't think a lot of people understand today that they were literally the most famous people of all time like during that time is what i'm saying like more if if, if jesus came back yes for that's the second coming say. he'd say hey are the beatles still around because i gotta get autographed because that's what got him a lot of shit is because they said they were bigger than Jesus at one point. Oh, did and they? Everyone really? kind of freaked out. Yeah. Everyone like even, freaked out. Even, at even, and then there was another coming just like now they, they are bigger than me and they're really good. You have to check them out. Yeah. Like there was nobody bigger at the time. Like I don't even know who the equivalent would be nowadays because no one like stands out to that extent. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Who would be the Beatles of today? Interesting question. You've, yeah, you've listened to enough modern rock music to know. No, I mean, no one even, like, no one even like approaches. Like, I couldn't even think of a band. Like Chili Peppers, U two are like pretty big ones. I think the Rolling Stones are still like kind of performing. Oh, U two is another one of those songs that always. There was like, um, my coworker had the U two edition of the iPhone or something like that, and they came with like preloaded. No, U2 every iPhone came preloaded with it. Yeah. Oh, everyone. Yeah. So it yeah. would come out of the car and it'd be like the fucking YouTube and it'd be like, God, this it was the worst album ever. It was, it was awful. Oh, God, it comes on. You start the car, you think you're being held up. Ah. <laughs> fucking yeah. crazy music. Yeah. I, um, yeah, my, my brother's a big Beatles fan. I wonder how he liked the dog. Did you watch the whole thing? All three parts? I'm about halfway through. You stopped the part halfway? Yeah. I'm like a part and a half through it. Oh, well, it's, it's not like i don't know it's, it's, kind of like it's, it's big... no narrator it's just it's just them just banging around yeah i mean there's like some sort of like some subtitles that kind of just fill in missing information and like give right. context and things but yeah there's no no narrator it's all just like raw footage from their recording session so it, it's good you should check it out what's what what, what channel is it on disney, disney plus disney plus i know you got it I don't, I don't have Disney Plus. You got Disney Plus, yeah. I don't. Maybe well, I have Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you got to log in. You can, you can figure it out. I have I'm Peacock. Sure I have Peacock and Netflix. I think Disney Plus is the same as like ESPN2. I mean, not ESPN2, but ESPN as well. <laughs> it's some weird conglomeration. Oh my gosh! Does Disney own ESPN? Is that what the deal is? Uh, I think Disney owns Halliburton, and Halliburton owns ESPN. Doesn't Dick Cheney own Halliburton? Yeah, I'm being funny. It's a joke. It's a joke from Thirty Rock, which I watch as oh. I watch Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one with Alec Baldwin, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Tina Fey. Is he, uh, he going to make it back? Let's not judge. Let's not judge that poor guy. Can you imagine if you ever, you you never had a bad day at work like that guy had? <laughs> never. Well, I, I know you don't watch the news, Jim. Are you are you up to speed on that? I am. I feel terrible. Really, I feel horrible for him. I really. I mean, I can't imagine a more traumatic thing than that happening. Yeah. So my heart goes out to him, and I hope I hope he is okay, and I hope. Um, I hope the 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 family of the bereaved is okay, and I just would the terrible accident and uh yeah this is horrible um he just had an interview and he said that he didn't pull the trigger this went off in his hand it was a was it a uh 
Mm-hmm. You're really special. They call that like a misfire, maybe or something. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It was like a, a some of the bullet. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, my question is, why would you? Why would you even have a real gun within 50 feet, within 500 feet of the set? Like, why yeah, would you I even have a real I, gun? I thought that they had all sorts of rules in place. Because, I, I, of course, when this came out, everybody was reminded, this is how Bruce Lee's son died, or something similar to his shooting accident on set. I don't know if it was the oh, same situation. But, yeah, he, was, he, was, he died on a shooting accident on set. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like right, like this is why you and I film remote. There's no way that you can accidentally shoot me from where you're at right now. <laughs> well, these are these. Are, well, that's true. Yeah, this is the 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 solutions have everything be remote, and then nothing, everything can be virtual. No, yeah, virtual no, I don't want to talk about this too much. It really is a tragedy, and I, I really do feel bad for him. And it, it was a shame. And I, I am a Baldwin fan. I'm Tina Fey fan. I did. I, did, I really did enjoy Thirty Rock, but uh, I, I saw that and I thought, oh my god, it's just terrible that happened. Well, yeah, I just I wonder if he's going to get charges pressed against him, if he's going to get arrested. Like, it doesn't seem like it's going that way. So, yeah, I don't know. That's good for 30 Rock, for your your, your Peacock experience. Oh, well, that one's already over. They already finished the, the series. Oh, okay. It's already over. I don't know what he's on now. He's on, like, SNL. Well, I, I watched him in some show. You don't hear a fucked up. I watched this, I watched this show that he was in called, what is it called, Dr. Death or something? This guy was not a very good neurosurgeon, and he was—that's ironic. And he was operating on people, and he was like maiming and killing patients because he didn't know what he was doing. And Alec Al- Baldwin was in that in that one. That was the last thing I saw him. Oh, so he wasn't Doctor Death, by the way. He was another character, but he was in. He's now. No, he's not. Not a doctor. <laughs> He's not a real doctor. He's not a real doctor, Jim. No, no, I, I feel bad for Alec. On the off chance, he's one of our seven viewers on this episode when we posted Alec. I know that I'm a fan, and I wish you well, and I, I hope that I uh, hope that everything is okay. Um, and uh, yeah, safety first, safety first culture, people. That's the way to do it. You need that trigger discipline. Got to have treat every gun like it's loaded. Don't point at things you don't want to shoot. Finger off the trigger. Yep. I American. What are the other rules for guns, Joe? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is we need a rule that says don't have it within 500 feet of a movie set unless you're part of the security detail. Right. I think that solves it. Like it's just. Oh, it's I, I think it would too. I, I like 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 I said. I I my understanding is that there were rules put in place after Bruce Lee's son uh, was shot and. Uh, you know, as this as this comes out more, we'll have to see what what that was like. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I only know about that because uh, my dad dad told me about it years and years ago about Bruce. Lee. I didn't know that he had a kid, and he had a kid. And he was an actor, and he got shot on a set. And um, yeah, it was um, a tragedy. Then as it is, yeah, now. Bruce Lee died super young too. Yeah, I, I just don't know. How did he die? Do you remember? He had some like rare, rare something or other happened to him. I think he was like maybe in his 40s or something. That's not very old. Which is weird because he looks like the most like healthiest dude there is. Maybe it was drugs. Let's see. Let's not speculate about the fall. <laughs> oh, here we go. How do you holy, die? Holy. So on July 20th, 1973, the actor and Marshall's martial arts expert bruce lee dies in hong kong at age 32 
32. From a brain edema possibly caused by a reaction to a prescription painkiller. Oh, my God. 32 years old? Yeah, there you go. God, I'm almost that old. I'm almost 30 years. I don't, I, the only thing I, the only thing I put in my body that's bad for me is, uh, CNN. No, I was going to say, I thought I had a joke, but I don't, I know I, I, I eat pretty healthy, not super healthy, but you know, not, not super unhealthy either. The normal, the normal diet, I guess. I, I don't even know what that means. People say like healthy food, non-healthy food. Like, I don't think we even know what healthy food is. You look Honestly, at like food- for me, the biggest thing is just remembering to take the wrappers off of food. To me, that's the most important part. Just take the wrappers off. Yeah, to me that to me that that's the healthy meal. As long as I properly unwrap it. Now, I'll tell you this: the other day, I got some off-brand Starburst from a grocery store, and I couldn't get the wrappers off of them sometimes, so I ended up eating some of the paper. Now that's probably not good for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I think as long as you take the Big Mac out of the box before you eat it. Yeah, that's a step. In the Although right you you've seen me do the paper taco before, you seen me do that. When I put what's the paper taco? First of all, what does the name sound? Remember, I put the paper taco. Um, <laughs> well, I put the rice in the paper plate and I folded it and I ate the plate. The paper taco. <laughs> I, I, I have vague recollection of this. It was at it was oh, at man. our favorite Hawaiian barbecue place. Yeah, if it was at if it was at Mama's Fine Barbecue, at our favorite Hawaiian barbecue place, we don't give names out without getting paid for it. That's right. <laughs> no, it was a wonderful restaurant in Tucson called Mama's Hawaiian Barbecue. And uh, anyways, I every now and then I would just get a plate of rice and I put a little soy sauce on it. I just eat, the, eat that. And then one day I thought I'm gonna make a paper taco out of it, and I did. I used hey, to know, do a lot of that physical comedy back in the day. I kind of got away from that as I got a little older, I guess. Yeah, you think that there's any chance of that coming back? Or I think so. I really, so. I really had some good running gags there for a while, including I, sometimes gagging on things. I really had some good. I really had some good some good gags there, Joe. Some some good public displays. Uh, do you ever have the urge to like keep those going? Like, are you ever at the grocery store and see like a wet floor sign, and you're just tempted to go? Um, people, I one time pretended to slip on a wet floor in a restaurant it was also on a mama's hawaiian barbecue and i would go tell people at home my feet were literally i was perpendicular to the ground there's some footage yeah or parallel rather parallel to the ground i mean my yeah. god they could have been a stuff your feet were above your head my feet were above my head oh we should have said this one for episode number 69 yeah it was it was really something <laughs> It, that was it was great and i remember the staff saw it and uh they weren't concerned at all if i remember correctly no no which but is I, I i think we need to see some more of that i think we need to get some do some roses rhetoric film shoots i i and, used uh, to really be good at public. that so i i had a real life for how to embarrass myself and now i just do this now i just record myself once a week and put it on yeah I think that's what we gotta do. We gotta get you embarrassing yourself more in public and get get yeah. that on film. No, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was that was a lot of fun, and I always had a a great respect for for people that you know were were, were the great physical comedians, the uh, the Chris Farley's, if you will, of you know were always very funny people, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. Uh, what does that mean, physical comedians? Just because like, he was like a like, big guy, you're, you're, you're not like you're doing it with your body. 
like you're falling to be funny or like the <laughs> yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah that's well, kind of like, like the silent movie type. Yeah. yeah the silent movie type humor then from like back in the day when you didn't silent movie. i like the uh silent movie we should, we should, we should do a silent podcast that would be our episode <laughs> for next week. We'll just sit here quietly and watch your watch your friend play Grand Theft Auto behind the behind the screen. Well, Remember how mean, much work it was in this one because you had to like exercise and you could get fat if you didn't take care of yourself and you had to you, like ride a bike and all that stuff. Yeah, you had you have to go to the clock and bell every now and then, otherwise you like lose all your body fat and start eating your muscle. Yeah, well, so like, kind you, of gotta, really you really got to get your macros right on in GTA Four if they're going to be enjoyable. Yeah, actually, a lot of people were like casting shade on this game. Like, they got like really bad reviews. Like, okay, so my my nephew was like, four? "Is this four or five? This is San Andreas." Oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Which is like a three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Third generation. I think it's after three. I think it went three San yeah. Andreas, and then it went four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like on, I think it was on uh, like X, like PlayStation Two. Yeah, I don't know what it was on, but my. I, I like had it I had it over at home over Thanksgiving. I brought my switch with me and I was playing it with my or I was playing it and my nephews were Wait, you're like your Nintendo like, Switch? Yeah, my Nintendo Switch. Cause it's like super portable. But right? like, you can download this game on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that it's uh oh, it got reported with uh, updated graphics from from its original version to the Nintendo right. Switch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Along with GTA 3 and uh, I think Vice City. Yeah, I didn't like Vice City that much. Well, I don't know. I'm going oh, to keep an open mind about it. I don't know if I like I Maybe I did. Anyways, but, go ahead. Yeah, long if story short. More, if I have any more comments, I'll keep on interrupting you. Yeah, no, thanks. I expect nothing less. But my, my nephew refused to play it, basically, because he was like, oh, it got bad reviews. And he was like, oh, all the game developers were just like shitting on it, saying that they did a real bad job at porting it over from its original format to this new one because hmm. they used like a mobile game company to do so. And uh, it's just kind of like glitchy and laggy at times. Like, I don't know, you'll probably see some glitches. Like, during a lot of the cinematics, oh, you just a glitch. like, oh, behind you. Yeah. So, and, I'm, and he's like, oh, it got real bad reviews. And I'm like, no, it didn't get bad reviews because it's a bad game. The reviews. This game has already been proven to be one of the timeless classics, one of the best Grand Theft Autos out there, one right. of the best games of all time. Like you were reading a review on the process of porting it over from its original version to the Nintendo Switch, not this. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think this younger generation just doesn't understand. Oh yeah, I, the younger generation are a bunch of fucking dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> wait what are we talking about <laughs> no, I'm kidding. yeah no, let, me, let me tell you something let me, let me tell you something about the younger generation these uh these people who think you know tiktok is cool and everything um grand theft auto san andreas which belongs to our generation let's be clear about this belongs to our that's Absolutely. our game what game your, do they your, have your parents bought it for you my parents bought it for me i had to pre-order that game no, i'm talking about grand theft auto 4 was the same thing. I don't care. I'll make a small. I'm 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 gonna give a small life for the store. I'm telling now. We had to pre-order that game. You had to put five dollars down to hold your copy at the store. I want to hear about something about how the porting process. When I was when I was their age, I didn't even know what porting meant. I didn't know what those right. words meant. I fucking knew to play the game. I wasn't learning about mobile companies porting shit over and 
oh, they didn't do it right and everything. Else. What are you talking about? What are you talking? Dude, the, the, this is game is about killing innocent people. <laughs> That's what this game is about. I want to hear about you complaining about the porting not being good enough. Yeah, That's you want to hear about these nerd complaints? God, these about oh, they didn't get the frame rate right. They didn't get the right team. No, my God, can you still shoot people? Yeah, they're doing it right now behind you. That person's probably. That person's probably Does the AK innocent. still work? <laughs> that person's probably innocent. That person's probably in it. Yeah, of course. Ah, these fucking nerds. These fucking nerds, Joe. I don't know. What's going to become of this next generation? Can you imagine? I tell you what ruined it for these kids is 3D movies. You know, that just took out all the imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Back when I was their age, I had to imagine the third dimension, goddammit. Now they just give it to them, Joe? Are you kidding me? What do they think? When they watch a movie that's not 3D, that they was in a fucking Paper Mario world? I mean, my God. When I was their age, if I wanted to imagine what was behind somebody, I had to use my brain. I couldn't just, you know, hope that I would get a little glimpse of the curvature of the body by the 3D glasses. I know. Do you remember watching movies on just a screen having to imagine the third dimension? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now as well. God, unbelievable that these kids these days, they want their fucking these chairs, these D-box chairs that shakes them. When I was like, I had to imagine being shaken. I had to imagine being rumbled. I had to imagine what it was like to have a jetpack strapped to my ass and have to fucking. I had to imagine that, Joe. Because yeah, these days are complaining fair. about not having not having the port being right. What does it even mean? How who are they? Who are they talking to? We're getting picky. We're getting Unbelievable, picky. Unbelievable, these people. God. Back when I was a, a mobile game on my phone, you had Snake, Joe. You had Snake on your phone. That's how you played it. And you didn't have your own phone. You played Snake on your parents' cell phone, and you murdered their battery. You destroyed their battery. What happened to my battery it was fully charged. I played Snake, and I didn't do very well because the keyboard sucked. Right. Or you, or you somehow found out a way to get on to instant messenger on their cell phone, and you burned through all your data. Yeah, all 0.5 gigs per. 0.5. And it would ask you, "Are you sure you want to connect to the internet? Are you positive you want to pay for this?" Yes, yes, I do want to pay for this. What's my password? I don't remember. Oh, it's okay. Your data's up anyways. Fine. <laughs> So yeah, these, you remember, these days are, are, are annoying. They're fucking nervous. Remember when you had to pay by the text message? Like each text message was 10 cents? 10, 10 cents. And then you, know, you just would be texting like you didn't even know what you were doing. And you were, you were texting on a fucking number keyboard. Right. The T9. The T9. Yeah. That fucking thing. Just fucking yeah. hope that you wouldn't embarrass yourself. I remember bitch came out C-H-U-B-I. <laughs> you typed in bitch. It came up as that. Just people so they don't forget these things. But yeah, I I, I can, yeah, can you imagine the audacity complaining about the port not being right? My God, that's, that's terrible that they would do that. You're getting soft. I remember, I remember the first time that I had a usable cell phone. Usable cell phone. 
not the flip phone that was just a brick, but a usable cell phone. It's a BlackBerry. And I had a little trackpad on it. And the only game that I had on that BlackBerry was Brick Breaker. Yeah. I had Brick Breaker. That's, I played Brick Breaker. And I wasn't good, Joe. I wasn't good. You need more practice. I, need, I needed to break more bricks. Speaking of Bruce Lee, may he rest in peace. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the progression of phones, I would say. I, I was a little too. bit hesitant to see the T9 go away because it was so efficient. I mean, you can type way faster in T9 than you could on a keyboard, in my opinion, because there's less buttons and it's more predictive. But either way, I guess that it's a thing of the past. I digress. Do you think anybody has a number pad plugged into their computer for For texting? Imagine, imagine like typing out a whole essay on a phone pad. That'd be something. I mean, I I could see it. I could do that on T9. Sure. Sure. I mean, David Deutsch, that would be, you know, universal system. Have Have you seen these keyboards they have nowadays where like, it's like 10 buttons, like 10, like control, like, like joysticks, 10 joysticks. And depending on which direction you push the joystick for each finger, it does a letter. So like people can just type so freaking fast with these things. Wait, what? Like it, Every yeah. finger gets a joystick? Every finger gets a joystick and then you just like move them in different directions. And that's like different letters. Back when I was, back when I was getting only your thumbs got joysticks. What the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's unreal. You can type. 10 times faster than you can with the keyboard. So every direction would have to get two letters and however many more four. would have like yeah. four. I, you can do four letters. I think 40. Yeah, Three but you got all your punctuation. Oh, oh, that, oh my God. And, oh. and numbers. Jesus. Christ. Actually, that'd be perfect. Yeah, just the numbers and the letters would get you pretty close to 40. Yeah, and you have enough for a period, question mark. Space bar. Space. Oh, yeah. I need the fucking space. All right. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm still using the fucking key. QWERTY. QWERTY. Thank you. You're still in the QWERTY game. There's actually a new game called, like, the, have you heard, like, the Dvorak uh, keyboard? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real keyboard, but it's just like. Is that the real, the, is that the real name? Yeah. The letters are just laid out differently. Oh. Okay. It's more efficient because i guess the way this keyboard set up it's like statistically one hand gets more strikes than the other and this uh, is just like more balanced for like the english language or something you ever better write cursive oh yeah i write cursive all day Didn't we talked about cursive last time remember mm-hmm. that i said yeah, you can't make a cursive g it's so fucking hard and you said you had a hard time with z yeah i do have a hard time with z's yeah which one is that one Probably the here. cursive z I'll describe it. I can't. What, it's like some. What's the lowercase? Well, no, yeah, the lowercase one's like this one. Right? Yeah. But, but it, it just looks is, like, is, is, it just is looks the like, capital harder? I think it's the same, but bigger. But it, the, even the lowercase, it's hard because that shape, it looks like a lot of different things. It could be like a Y, it could be an N, it could be a J. Like a oh, J, it's hard N. to read is what you're talking about. Not hard to write, hard to read. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, all cursive is hard to read, but that's like. Especially hard, and I, and yeah. I just don't really know what I'm doing. Like, there's a little, it's like a scribble, but well, that's most cursive is that. Yeah, I, I remember I had a teacher one time told me, When you get to college, if you're not taking your notes in a certain way, they're going to kick you out of class. Let me, let me clue the audience in 
Um, nobody in college will give a single rat fuck if you're taking notes in your class. So if your teachers tell you that, you're lying. It's not true. Not true at all. And they yeah. damn sure will not care what format you're using. So don't worry about that either. That is not a thing. But I, would just, I was I would also taught in grade school that in high school, I would have to use cursive to take notes. That is also not true. That is also yeah. a lie. Well, I actually like cursive because singular, similar to the Dvorak keyboard. It's more efficient. Yeah, you can go, you can fly through it. You can be faster. The only thing I don't like about it is how they gave the M and the N an extra bump. What do you mean? The M and the N have an extra bump in regular writing too. No, but I mean, like, they have an N, like, in cursive, just have the NB1 and the MB2. The NB1 and the NB2? Because right now, in cursive, N is 2 and M is 3. It's three humps? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, just, no. just, just keep the singular <laughs> hump. Like, in lowercase, N is one hump. Yeah, okay. But in cursive, it's two humps. In cursive, it's two humps? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. In cursive, it's just three humps. One, two, three. No, it's not. I'm pretty sure I'm Googling it. Cursive. Okay, my, produ my, my producer's saying you're right, but I'm still dissent. Have you have you been have you been writing your M's? Yeah, look, it's one, two, three. I'm looking at it right now. Let me see. Show your screen. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I could, but I don't want to. Okay, I'm gonna draw an N. Ah, the lot, the lighting on that port looks wonderful. Yeah, that yeah, that's not right. That's a that's a that's a script N. That's not cursive. Have you been writing cursive wrong your whole life? Have no, you been doing? Have you been doing Dvorak cursive? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those, yeah. The one that you just drew on the right is a cursive N. No. That's two humps. Wait, that is not a cursive N. Google it right now. You're by a computer. I know because I'm talking to you on. Look, that's not, that's not a cursive N. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the number of humps. I mean, well, yeah, wait, that, that's a, that's just a, a, a normal M. Cursive is three. No, this isn't real. It should. Yeah, it is. Google it right now. It is real. You and my producer are wrong. <laughs> Your producer is currently committing an act of genocide on the TV behind you. <laughs> okay. My producer has just drawn two scribbles on this paper. Yeah, see, that's what, right. See, that one is N, that one's M, so it's extra hump. No, but that's not. No. Look. We are. This is a real life example of cognitive dissonance coming. <laughs> if I write the word no, it looks like that, right? Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, that's incorrect. It says here. That's how. Yeah. No, don't write it that way. <laughs> Let me see. I, I need to. I need to see what the. Something's not adding up to me here. What did you type in? Cursive N? <laughs> what I What did I type? I typed in hardcore German pornography, and the first thing that came up on Google was a cursive N. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, this isn't like a hump. This is like a, a leader, like a. Oh, oh, everybody, let, let's get on our protractors and measure it. My point is that it has a size three. I, 
don't know. It's not like a full one. It's like a, it's like a half a, it's like a, it's like, it's a representation of the letter behind it is what it is coming into it. Yeah, but it has three because you still have one more than the end. I need a visual representation. Type in type in cursive for the word. No, don't do money because those not O have the weird like overhang. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. Cursive yeah. money. I like that. Let's see what it shows. Well, you're gonna have the weird end. You're gonna have the weird O. I mean, you'll still see the two humps on the end, so it's okay. Okay, I got I got it up, but yeah. Oh, I'm gonna know you all because it'll be one of them will be the thing from the O. Never mind. Yeah, no, this is a, this is bad cursive. I, I don't know what what's getting shown here. Um, cursive. Type in Dvorak cursive and see if anyone's figured this out. Let's see. I'm going to share my screen. All right. This could be a bad idea. Just make sure you can see your recently searched or your frequent websites oh i i live in incognito so don't worry about yeah. that <clears throat> this might be the first time that i've shared a screen on this podcast i don't even know if i know no, I'm our first just because i gotta go soon we'll end on this note get it okay we'll end on this letter on this note okay can you see the screen yes okay i typed in cursive money wait can i see it yeah yeah, go ahead. Money written in cursive. <laughs> okay. Here's a good example. So we Let's agree that this is the right way to write the word money. Let's see it. Can you see it here on the right-hand side? Can't see it. You're not sharing your screen. I'm not sharing my screen? Uh-uh. Oh, I'm not recording this episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I really can't see your screen. Oh, wait, it says host screen. disabled participant. Oh, 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 let me see. I don't want to give you that much power. Sure. Come on, Jim. I thought this is I'm, a, I I'm we giving equal. it to you. I'm giving it to you. It's just I hard. We were to go. It's hard to let go when you've held it on for so long. All right, make host. All right, you should be the host now. Try sharing it again. Okay. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay, so right here on the right-hand side, this says money. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I count two humps on the M, mm -hmm. right? Because this isn't really a hump. This is like... No, right, 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 right. And then but I this count... Is, but this is a cursive, but this is a capital letter. Okay. And then, but I count one hump on the N. And I yeah, see but like, like I was saying, the N, the O has that little overarch thing. Remember okay. that it goes, it doesn't come down first. How about, how, about this one? That. how about this one? What does this say? Yeah, that says I'm going back to school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like how you type in mine, it gives you cash. It's like close. Oh, that's funny. That's some algorithm stuff. Like, look at this M O N. Yeah. This is an N. This is exactly what I do. Yeah, right, 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 right. I, I was going to say the O has the over the overhang thing. I think does R have that too? You know what looks really funny in cursive? O next to R. That's what I'm thinking of. Type in that. Type in cursive or. Yeah. If it comes up. 
Mm. Look at that fucking dumbass fucking thing. <laughs> look at how stupid that looks. Look how high up that R goes. God damn, look at that stupid thing. Because that, yeah, that one right there goes in the weird little thing. Damn, okay. Well, now that we've sufficiently punished our audio-only listeners. Yeah, we're, what we're doing is we're typing in <laughs> cursive letters. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, I do have to. I do have to go. <laughs> All right, Jim, we'll close it out, man. Wait. Oh, minute. I can't. You have the fucking. You're the host now. I I'm gave you all that power. I okay. Hold on. Give it back to me. I, I don't Sam, know. Samwise Gamgee. I don't know what to do. Stop. Remember sharing. how that? Remember how we took the ring from Fedor for a little bit? That was fucked up. Yeah, I was messed up. Uh, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? Are you? Do you have your privileges you need? Yeah, I had my privileges. God, all this power that I had, this powerful pull bar down here. Are we still recording? Of course we're still recording. <laughs> God, yeah. Look at all this. I can dr- r- drag my screen around. God. I, I can't see it. Well, that's because I'm not doing it yet. Um, all right, that was a lot of fun. What did we talk about today? The Beatles and Cursive? Something like that. God, what a weird episode we did today. I'm really, I'm really glad that we're preparing our hardest for all of these. We had multimedia. Um okay. Um yeah, there's a good chance that won't be on next week, but um we'll we'll touch base during the week. Now we can have your friend currently committing acts of terrorism on the television going in for us. Yeah. Why don't you guys find a more wholesome family fun game to play? Uh, I don't know. That's because they're question. not fun. That's the why. That's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, <'cause>... <laughs> family <laughs> because family are not fun. fun. Um. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this, Joe. Let's close out this episode. Let's let's apologize to our viewers for what we talked about today. No, I'm kidding. And our listeners for what they didn't see today. This was a fun episode, Joe. I like when we do these kind. Yeah, I mean, they're the easiest to prepare for. Easiest to prepare for. Um, no, I, I, I like how you do the cursive. I'm willing to admit that you're right there. Um, now I just have to convince my producer. Well, we'll take a look at it in closer detail next week on our exclusively cursive-only episode where yep. Joe and I will be writing out words in cursive. For the audience to judge who has, oh, I know I was going to tell you. I saw the neatest handwriting in my entire life this week. Really? It was, it was flawless. I mean, it was just beautiful. Guess. It was handwriting. a girl's handwriting. Let me no, guess. it was a guy. It was a guy. Seriously. It was beautiful. I mean, this thing you could have, you, you could have like held up your phone and it would have recognized it as text. It was, it was, it was incredible. I don't have that kind of handwriting. Well, you just got to practice. You can get things. Yeah, I know I could get there. I'm just saying I don't have. I lay it. off the caffeine, get the get rid of the shakes, and then you, and then you get that steady hand, and then you got it. Yeah, get, having good handwriting, it's probably you know a decent skill to have. Well, it always helps to be able to read what you write. Yeah, right. so. remember what we said, Joe. Look at us coming back full circle. Write for clarity. Perfect. Write for clarity. And uh, I know. Yeah, no, this was a fun episode, everybody. We appreciate you joining us. Um, and we'll talk next time. Follow us on Twitter. And Joe, too. 
Jose four underscores. Instagram, Twitter, us roses and roses one underscore rhetoric. Instagram, Twitter. We're also on YouTube, and yeah. our website www.rosesandrhetoric.com. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and.